0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in for Bearcat Rewind. This is episode number 29 of the podcast. Today we're joined by Zoe Hayward, a Northwest Missouri State women's basketball player heading into her senior season, a native of Leavenworth, Kansas. And today we're taking a little bit of a turn. Instead of talking about Northwest Missouri State Athletics exclusively, So much going on in our country right now. We have uh, riots, we have protests. There's uh, so much surrounding um, the death of George Floyd after he was killed by a police officer in Minneapolis um, just last week. And so, with so much unrest around the country, I just wanted to take some time and and give a platform to Zoe to come on and and give her perspective of what things are like around the United States right now, what it's like for her uh, growing up in the Midwest and how we can find a way to overcome this racism once and for all. So um, as she mentions in there, of course, it's not going to be something that happens overnight, but uh, a really good conversation with Zoe Hayward. So I really appreciate her coming on and talking with us here uh, this afternoon on Bearcat Rewind. We want to let you know that it is sponsored by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash alumni. We spoke with Zoe about her initial reaction to George Floyd's death, how she found her voice and the courage to step up and speak out, and what this Northwest Missouri State community and her team means to her. Zoe Hayward is our guest on this edition of Bearcat Rewind. We're pleased to have Zoe Hayward joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. Zoe heading into her senior year here at Northwest Missouri State. Currently, uh, it's summer, so she's back home in Leavenworth, Kansas. But Zoe, appreciate you taking some time out of your day to, to chat with us here, and typically, Looking forward to talking basketball with you and and so many other positive things here around Northwest Missouri State, but um, it's been much different these last few weeks. Well, first, we have COVID-19 kind of putting everybody indoors, but now all of a sudden, um, George Floyd murdered in Minneapolis by a police officer. Uh, We've had protests, riots, and, and so much negativity swirling right now uh for yourself an african-american young lady back home in leavenworth what have the last couple weeks been like for you
1: um it's definitely been different and uh i don't know just kind of growing up in this community i've been very grateful and very blessed that you know people have been you know super understanding and super caring and of you know my race and whatnot like that but um also just with like the COVID thing it's that's been different because I've been able to be home and I've been, I've been able to just kind of, you know, myself and reflect and just like look at everything. But um, definitely been praying for the world right now. That's for sure. Cause it's been, it's been rough.
0: With everything that we've seen, is it, you've got this Northwest family, you've got a basketball team that cares for you and, and so many people here on campus in Maryville, but has it been nice to be with your family back home through all of this to kind of, um, knowing that, that comforting person's right there next to you in that way too.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel no difference when I go from my Bearcat family to my actual family. Um And obviously that's one of the huge reasons I chose Northwest was because of that family feeling. So when I think family, I automatically think, you know, Leavenworth family and my Bearcat family, because I know that they're always going to have my backs and it's just, it's just a good feeling. And I, I have, Thoroughly enjoyed my time at home. It's kind of been nice to step away from, you know, school and all the demanding things that come with that, and just, you know, slow down and really just be at home with my family.
0: Whenever we look back, whenever George Floyd initially killed, and, and the video comes out, and even really before the the protests there in Minnesota, because I think everybody was expecting to see um, the arrest made of the of the officer sooner than it was, but they were let go. But even before the protests happened. What's your initial reaction?
1: Um, yeah. So actually, I'm just going to start by sharing that um, this this podcast, like being on this with you and talking about this stuff is uh, pretty big for me right now, just because um, personally, I've always been like super n- nervous to share, you know, my opinion simply because I am mixed. So, you know, my mom is white. My dad is black. Um, so it's like I've always felt that people would almost judge me in a sense of saying, you know, well, what side are you going to choose when, you know, I really shouldn't have to choose a side because, you know, when people see me, they see black. And if they don't know me, they don't know I'm mixed. Um, But, you know, it's time for me. Like I just felt at peace just by liking and sharing tweets and like the Facebook posts. But um, I know that after, after a good conversation with Houston the other day, I know it's time for me to stop doing what's easy and start doing what's right. And that's, you know, using my voice and my platform to you know speak up for issues like this and, After I saw that video, it just kind of put a pit in my stomach, you know? It's like I never felt like I've ever had to live my life in fear because I've I've always done the right thing. Like, I've always been a nice person. I've always been empathetic, caring, and compassionate. But it's like people like that are still, you know, getting murdered and still getting stereotyped and still getting judged a different way. And it's, it's almost sad to know that, like, myself and my siblings, And my friends and people close to me are having to live in fear these days. So um, just thinking about it just kind of gives me chills and puts a pit in my stomach. And I'm just really hoping that, you know, we can get changed soon. But it's going to take a lot.
0: Well, you mentioned going through and uh, having that talk with Coach Houston and working up that courage to be able to come on and, and do the podcast with me, which I'm very, very grateful that you did. But it was kind of similar for me on the other side of, A white kid growing up in a town of 450 in northwest Missouri with 99% population of white people. And Mm -hmm. um, growing up in a family that's about loving those around you and regardless of who they are, what they look like, their background, that sort of thing. And so I kind of felt similar to you, I guess, on the opposite side, though, of... I feel like I should say something, do more, but I don't know right. what to do and step out of that comfort zone. So I'm glad we can have a conversation like this to be able to kind of to air things uh, and, and kind of get right. this out for everyone. But if you can just shed a little bit of light, what was that conversation with Coach Houston that, that kind of pushed you a little bit further and, and, and how special it is it to be able to have a coach like that that you can have a conversation with?
1: Um, well, it was nice because he had called me, and the first thing he asked me was, you know, what do you think about it? And all I could really say was, you know, I, I'm i not sure because I never really took the time to think about it. And I knew I know that it's wrong and I know that it's bad, but it's like there's so much more to it just being wrong and it being bad. So just the past couple of days since that conversation, I've really just reflected on, you know, how I really feel about it. And he was like, I just want you to know, he said I've always been scared to you know use my voice as well because I am a coach and I don't want you know people to you know think of me differently or say things about me because I am here supporting what's right you know it's like it it has to like stop being that argument of like we are defending the you know black population which we are but it's also a movement towards us of doing what is right and that's treating everybody with equality and respect. And he was just like, I just want you to know that like your voice is powerful. Like you, you're young. Um, He also mentioned, you know, like next generation, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the one teaching the next generation. So it's like, I have that power and I have that platform to make a change and make a difference. And, you know, I just really started thinking about that, especially since like I am going into the field of education and I was like, you know, he's right. And he promised me, he's like, whatever you do and whatever you say, I'm always going to have your back. Like, and I just, and that made me really a lot more comfortable and a lot more confident in using my voice and doing this podcast with you. And this is just a start for me, you know. I hope this is just a start for me, and I can just keep, you know, moving forward and helping people, you know, inspire change.
0: Well, it's huge because you think about. You know, folks like us that are kind of we're getting older and, and adults and, and moving on. But you kind of think about that next generation and you have young, younger siblings um, mm-hmm. you know, might be uh, have children down the line of your own going into education. It's it's kind of not even about us anymore as as much as it is about just that right. next group. And so I think that's really important. To, you know, we've been striving for this change. I guess you kind of go back to the civil rights movement in the 60s. Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier in 1947. Yes. Um, but we're still 73 years after Jackie Robinson breaking in with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And we're still seeing this same stuff. So
1: yeah, I, I, I guess and it's cool. Yeah. Also like, I want to say like Meyer has a huge play in this too, because uh, just recently he sent my senior class home with a book that John Gordon wrote and it's called power of a positive team. And uh, you know, I started reading it the other day and literally on the first page, this excerpt stood out to me and I was like, I see things differently because of this excerpt now. And it's like, I feel like I can take that little small part and, you know, help others see it in a different way too. Cause it, it made me see it in a different way. And I can read that small part for you. I have it right in front of me. um, If you're okay with that.
0: Yeah, shoot. Definitely.
1: Okay. So it was literally on the first two pages. It says I've discovered over the years that a positive United team is a powerful team. It doesn't happen by accident. A positive team is created by a group of individuals who come together with a vision, purpose, passion, optimism, grit, excellence, communication, connection, love, care, and commitment to do something amazing and create something incredible together. I believe everyone wants to be a part of a great team, but not everyone knows how to become a great team. If you are willing to learn together, grow together, unite together, and act together, you accomplish more than you ever thought was possible. And that just really really stuck out to me because it's like now I see I've always been a part of a sports team you know like I've always been a part of any type of team so I have a team dynamic just like in my blood and it's like you know this nation is kind of a team you know we have our team captain who is our president and then we have all of us citizens who are like the players or you know we should consider ourselves as you know teammates and and that's what I had kind of noted down to myself is that like we have to ask ourselves the question of of like what do we want to be in the future as a team and as a nation because ultimately right now it's not about like who is fighting right now like this older generation who is out using their voices and you know protesting and you know sharing what they feel like yes they're doing it for them but ultimately they're doing it for our future because this isn't going to change today and it's not going to change tomorrow but what they're doing right now is going to push for that change in the future and that, that just whole excerpt just made it like, it just made me take off with all my thoughts. So.
0: That's huge. That's huge. Especially yeah. we talk about just doing little things to preserve the earth and being green, but we have to do it the same way. And just the way we treat one another, it's just the exact same. Uh, whenever you look at your relationships with your teammates and being at Northwest and, and there's a couple of small school players on your team that, you know, grew up in, in communities similar to mine that are, you know, pr- practically all white. I mean, is it, do you still feel that same growth of everyone kind of coming together and getting to know one another? And it really doesn't matter who, you, what you look like, who you are. It's just coming out and striving for that same goal, whether it's on the basketball court to get a win or, um, you know, in a, a movement like we have today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I just know like every single girl on my team is passionate about being a good person um, and a good teammate and just, you know, all around having that love and compassion for anybody around them and I can say honestly that like all of those girls love me no differently because of the color of my skin and that goes with Mia that goes with Jaina that goes for Kira and it's just it, it's a good feeling knowing that like I have a circle that is always going to care about me and it's always going to have my back and um, Houston even asked me like do you have these conversations with your teammates and I'm like you know I never have because I've just never felt that difference between the way they thought about me or the way they felt about me. But, you know, like it's more than just them feeling that, but it's about educating them about, you know, the history of black culture and, and all of that stuff. Cause you know, like they know, like I remember sitting in school learning about racism and I remember, you know, them saying, you know, it's bad, you know, and it's over, like it's over, it's over, it's over, but it's obviously not over, you know? So it's like, it's still important that we educate ourselves and know what happened, and
0: kind of know what's going on now. Well, sports is is a great healing mechanism for the world and the country, I think, in in many different ways. But do you feel it's kind of the same way that whenever you put on that uniform, you put on that jersey that people are looking at you, little kids are looking at you, and you know, not only you know, go out there, play hard, and that sort of thing, but. um putting your best foot forward for, um, an entire community, an entire school, an entire race. And it it really does go beyond just, you know, putting
1: up points. Right. It does. And it's like, I know that every time I, I do something like I'm representing myself, my family, you know, my school and my team, but it's like, I'm also standing for my culture and like what we are, you know? And it's like, I I always hate to say, like, the black community and I hate to say, like, the white community or the LGBT community because I think that's where our divide is in the nation right now is that, like, we are all our separate communities, but we all just need to be one community, you know? We just need to be the United States of America, and it's just one of those things that we're just going to have to keep fighting for and everybody individually is going to have to keep working towards to make that happen.
0: There's a lot of rioting going on. There's looting. There's there's plenty of negative things like that that are getting the bulk of the headlines right now. But if you look at some of those protests, too, within some of these cities across the country, and you see the, the sheriff's department or the police department and all these people locking arms and walking together, and it doesn't matter what you look like, you would like to think that as we get down the line, that you think about the death of George Floyd or a couple of weeks ago it was Ahmaud Arbery when he was just out jogging, that mm-hmm. this will be it won't be in vain that they die. that we'll see this stuff more and more and this locking arms. Um, it will lead to so much more, some, some peace and some, some positive things. We'll find a way to come out of it. We just have to kind of sift through some difficult times right now.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, seeing those things obviously gives me a lot of hope and I've never, you know, I've never really believed in fighting violence with violence. Um, I mean, Martin Luther King said it best, you know, hate cannot drive out hate and you know, only love can do that. But it's like right now, I think some people feel like um, we're fighting because cops are bad. Like it shouldn't be a fight because we hate cops or think cops are bad. It should be a fight because we want people to understand that black lives matter and that we want people to start loving those that are black and not stereotype them. You know, for thugs, as people have been saying lately or criminals or anything like that. It's just like I think people are just upset with this preconceived notion that some cops have of black people. And um, I just, you know, I just hope and pray that people can see that there are good cops that mean well and that there are cops who follow that oath to protect us. And those cops are the ones that are standing with the people using their voices right now to help make that change. When and, you know, that's just what I'm thinking.
0: When you return to Northwest Missouri State for your senior season coming up this fall and, and getting ready for Northwest basketball, do you expect a different feeling, some changes at all, or were there some, any changes that you personally would like to see as we go forward?
1: Um. Yeah, I Just. I just hope that – I don't know, I just – It's hard to ask for changes in the Northwest community just because everybody is so welcoming and just open arms all the time, you know? So it's like I can't even really think of any changes as that community, you know? But it's just like I hope that our Northwest community can, you know, use their voices and use their platform to help encourage change in elsewhere places that are struggling to come together. You know, I just hope people can learn from the Bearcat family and the Bearcat community to just to be better and to love each other. Because there's never been a time that I've been to Maryville, Missouri, and have not felt welcome or have not felt loved in any way. I think that's how it needs to be anywhere you go and for everybody, not just for, you know, black people, just for everybody in general.
0: Zoe, it's always a pleasure talking with you. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, this is some difficult stuff, but I guess stuff that needs to be, be put out there, especially during this uh, difficult difficult time and so much unrest around the country. So I really appreciate your time and uh, look forward to seeing you again once you get back on campus this fall.
1: For sure, thanks. And I think just the last thing I would add for you know any athlete or any young kid who feels nervous or scared you know, to share the voice who's listening to this is just to take that leap of faith and to know that, It's going to be okay, and you have, like, a whole bunch of people that are supporting you, and I'm supporting you, and if anybody ever wants to talk to me about anything, then I'm open arms and open ears, so that's all I have.
0: Awesome. That Bearcat community. Thank you, Zoe.
1: Yes. Thank you, Matt. Have a good one.
0: Thanks once again to Zoe Hayward for joining us here on the podcast. Always a very well-spoken individual, but really some powerful words here coming from Zoe today just uh, on the matter of racism in the country right now and and how we need to continue working to fix this, solve this, not necessarily for us right now, but for those future generations. So thanks once again to Zoe Hayworth for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you for listening as well. Please subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends about Bearcat Rewind. I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next time.